hello and welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am your host, Andy Asamakis, and joining me this week, it's a good one, I feel, it's going to be a good one, is Stu Tilly, game director over at Firesprite and developer of The Persistence, a terrifying survival horror roguelike set in the cold, unforgiving depths of space. Stu, welcome. Thanks, Andy. It's it's really cool to be here, and let's be um look, looking forward to it. You know, talking about the game plus plus plenty of cool stuff about video games generally. With any luck, oh, of course. Um, and, you yeah. know, uh, sci-fi and roguelikes are on my mind a lot lately. After Returnal For came sure. out, and you guys already like, eh, we've done that already. This is new. <laughs> <laughs> what makes that game so special? <laughs> I mean. I mean, Returnal's brilliant, though, right? I mean, I mean, I think you know, it's like, just, yeah. I mean, roguelikes and sci-fi is cool. I mean, generally, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I've already drunk the Kool-Aid on that one. I think the <laughs> Housemark have just smashed it. I think with the the core yeah. controls and the combat and the enemy design and the bullets and the and the upgrades, it's just yeah, it's a super amazing job that they've done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, I was already sold on haptics with um with astro boy astrobot and then um when returnal came out i was like this is the way the future the little half press you know this is how we're gonna go this is it for us um yeah so i usually kick things off on the show with a fun icebreaker either i comb through some tweet history and pull up some funny things to talk about or just you know, just to set the mood, but actually, <laughs> I want you to respond to something. It was a tweet, not, not one of yours, so don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> it was a tweet that went viral a few months ago that got the likes of Event Horizon trending on Twitter and Jason X. And that tweet was that horror cannot be set in space. Yeah. So me saying that, what is your response to that statement? Well, I reckon some people on Twitter maybe talk a load of shit. It's perhaps, <laughs> it's perhaps just the, the direct answer. Like mm. Event Horizon has got to be like, you know, one of the best movies ever made. Mm. You've, you've got Alien, right? You've got, who knows? You know, it's just never ending. For me, it's like horror and sci-fi, you know, the, the, the vast coldness of space, the loneliness mm. is perfect for 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 horror so like um yeah i would say i would i would not be in a line with that comment i would say (laughs) of some sort of british politician i find some some nicer way than um to say it but yeah no absolute nonsense i think um right yeah yeah Yeah, and the uh the argument was that science fiction is a whole other genre into itself so you can't alien would be a science fiction movie and not a horror film and That would be, as yeah. you would say, a bunch of bollocks. I would imagine a bunch of yeah, it's bollocks. Yes, I would say I would say that they've they've angled a technicality our way mm. on that, mm. and uh, you know, basically we're not having it. I would say it's uh, <laughs> that concept is firmly rejected from the English jury. Um, it doesn't uh, get more official than that. I feel you are you can speak more of this than most people, and that's because of the persistence. So yeah. speaking about horror and space and science fiction. What is the persistence and where did this idea of a roguelike science fiction game set on a ship floating through space 
Where yeah, you see, from? it's a bit of a mad one. It's like me and uh, a guy who's worked at Sony, uh, who's a he ran the studio and now he's our managing director at Firesprite. We always said, we had this thing like from, from maybe 15, 20 years ago, where we said, one day we're going to make a really scary game. That was mm. kind of the thing. When we were having a, you know, you know, we're out you know, drinking or talking about what cool games we wanted to make, it was always like, what are we going to do for a scary game? And this was even back when we were making like Wipeout games for the Vita, right? Which is obviously the Vita is amazing, which is a kind of a, a side. It is. It really is. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, so, so that was that was always that was the seed. We'd always talked about it, and then um, the, it was our, our aspiration to make a scary game. And then when we were at Firesprite, we were kind of like, you know, we can we 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 can make games we want to make. You know, it's up to us what we do here. So, like, um, so that's where it came about. And we we created like um, a few different pitches, if you like, little one-page ideas for what we could do. And then um, we were just talking about the the sense of kind of like how being lonely on a ship was 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 like when the felt that no rescue was coming could be a really good setup you know how how the fact that sci-fi and horror are such good bedmates you know that they um that seems like the perfect pairing um so so that was like in its at least it's really early conception i suppose and and then we, we went through there um we and it was also the time when vr was just about starting to spin up as something that was kind of could, could be really big and um so that was kind of our opportunity i suppose if you like um we we thought that it could be obviously horror and vr is, is a really good setting as well because you know um it's just so so immersive to, to do that um so that was kind of like we knew where we would start positioning that way we think yeah we could make it a vr game it'd be really cool and then it's like there's loads of really good um games out there in in uh, in the horror space so like we were trying to figure and you know how how can we make our game interesting and different for people um so that's kind of where we we ended up like we're trying to design like a really complex and you know um procedural generation system for like um full 3d locations um um and then how we thought we we, we could wrap the game in in a, a bit of a roguelike and we i think we were kind of lucky in the sense that like I mean, obviously, we, we we weren't the first of that, but you know, we were relatively early in the in, in the resurgence, if you like, of, of, of rogues like uh, ours is quite a light game, I think, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we kind of put all these elements together and had these like loads of crazy ideas for like enemy types and things that could happen. Um, and we got some, we made some really lovely concept art of some of the characters and some of the mutations that could on, and and there was like. Um, and when we put it all together, like we, we knew like some of our friends in other studios and people in the, in the studio were like, hold on, this could be really cool. This seems like it's got a load of the ingredients that are going to live really well together. So we pulled together, like, it, honestly, it was terrible, like a little uh, prototype of, of like the perceived generation of the, of the um, how the game might work and how the locations might work and the combat might work. And um, the character was basically a pink vertical blob with little stubby pink blobby arms. <laughs> who didn't animate, who just chased you around. And it was kind of terrifying in its own way, actually. It sounds yeah. horrifying, yeah. Yeah, um, in the dark. But it was, um, so we kind of thought, you know, it felt like, at least in the core mechanics, in the core feel, we thought we've got we've got something that's going to be fun to play. Um, but, um, but yeah, how, how we wrapped it all together is like, it was, it was like, I suppose, it was like 10 or 15 years in the making, just wow. thinking about how, stuff may come together and stuff that we love but it's also like i mean it's i know it's pretty common in video game people we all like 
we're all kind of sci-fi geeks, right? We read mm. all the same books and watch the same movies. And There's an overlap for sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, it would be the coolest thing. And then for me to like, to be involved in pitching that game, you know, everyone agreeing to make it and then getting to direct it, it was kind of like proper kid in a sweet shop situation, <laughs> you know? It's like, life's not getting any better, you know, than, 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 than doing that. Um, yeah, I can imagine you guys just uh, having this idea for your big horror game. It's like, all right, guys, get back to work on Run, Sackboy, Run. We gotta, get, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta get that one out the door first. That was um, basically, and it was it was the same team that rolled through um, from Run, Run, Sackboy, Run to uh, yeah. to the Persistence, which is a right. bit of a step change, you know. Right. Um, but um, yeah, and as, as we 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 grew that team, but um, yeah, that, that's how how it was. It was definitely like um, a, a different vibe, but it was. It was gets game done, and then we move on to the big, shiny, exciting uh, new thing. I suppose you know, like new games always kind of exciting in the, the early days, right? You kind of right dreaming big. Um, but yeah, it was it was tough. You know, one of the one of the advantages with doing a, a roguelike for us as well is um, it allowed us to create lots of gameplay time and, and variety without the need to like um, to then um build too many like different locations which can you know can can take a lot of time and and you know investment and stuff it meant, meant that we um we managed to like create you know create a full-size game essentially um depending on how good you are actually um um you know within you know within relatively sensible amount of time um that was it's still still best part of three years in the end i suppose um but yeah but building build, building the world that way was really good like the amount of iteration we took on like making sometimes it like the procedural generation make these crazy shapes mm -hmm. for the for the rooms it just didn't feel right at all and there was too many enemies in and the frame rate would tank or all sorts of things could go wrong um so um yeah we've did some um it was it was a it was a it was a tricky journey getting there making sure you know staying staying up frame rate on on base ps4 right you know on mm -hmm. yeah. no small matter and one of our aspirations was it to feel like a handcrafted game in a procedural generated world so like um we ended up doing all sorts of clever stuff like a brand new like lighting system we wrote for that plugged in um then it's it's really really limited and it only works on really narrow height areas but it's super super fast and allows us to get all that mood that we need and and, and and all the cool reflections as well so we ended up having to fight really hard to find you know fascinating innovative ways to 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 make the game work that we wanted to and even then it was tough we could have like for the most part we could only really have three enemies on screen mm -hmm. any one time um for performance reasons sometimes in like we craft really simple little boxy rooms and close all the doors so nothing else had to draw and then we could have like five or six at a time in, in little scenarios but we're always always trying to find ways to to to, to maximize the you know the what what the game could do um with our kind of limited tool set but um well wait that just speaks to like game design how like look at Silent hill how they used fog to hide loading yeah. of the town's map and its screen but yeah. it doubled as an effective way to scare the player. So if you're saying, as well. right, we're having two or three enemies on screen, we have to make these encounters really impactful and meaningful. Yeah. But us as players think, wow, these are like fun moments and you're terrifying. But you're like, all right, we're limited. Here's how we can do it yeah. a proper way. Not to say, hey, we can't, we just can't squeeze more enemies <laughs> than two or three yeah. at one time. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. No, and I'm pretty sure it's, 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 I think a lot of games have, have 
you run into similar problems. But yeah, we we had a unique set of challenges to overcome. Um, but it was great. I remember like um, well, first time we managed to pull it all together and get a full playthrough of the whole game, all the procedural generation stuff, all the all the narrative context, all the full game. And no one had ever played this whole game before. Mm-hmm. And um, from start to finish, and we got our first build, and it was start to finish. And it was like, oh my god, we got start to finish build. And um, I said, all right, I'm going to give it a go. And I put my PSVR headset on, start to finish, first time I played it. And it took me that sort of maybe five or six hours in a, in a play session and mm-hmm. uh, without stopping. So I didn't take my headset off at all in this time. And um, what I hadn't kind of realized is I'd started playing at like middle of the afternoon. So it was like sunny and mm-hmm. I was in a studio full of people. And, um, and I finished the game and the credits rolled and I was like, yes, it didn't crash and all that brilliant stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I took me a set off like this and it was dark, right? Mm-hmm. And there was no human beings around um at all in like anywhere and it was honestly it was like it was like being the guy at the start of 28 days later right um, yeah it was it was amazing <laughs> and i had to check myself you know civilization like, just stopped yeah <laughs> and then when the and headset it, came off <laughs> and i was like i've been in a horror game for six hours you know and then it's like where were all the humans mm, uh, so yeah life was... imitating art at that point it's like oh i guess now i'm actually in the game am yeah I, am i a clone what's happening <laughs> Now, you mentioned VR, and horror and VR make for a very unique pairing, because I think among any VR experience, it is uniquely effect, more effective when you pair horror and virtual reality. Yeah. When was it playing with or developing PlayStation World, did you say, this VR tech is pretty neat, this is how you want to deliver that horror game of ours you've been dreaming about for so long yeah i think i think we were we're benefits of good timing because the tech came along mm-hmm. and like we, we particularly in like uh, when, when we worked at playstation as well we often worked on the new hardware and stuff so we've always had like um a fascination with new mm-hmm. new kit and so we got a little inside track to, to to things um and um it was readily apparent that that's as soon as like we realized that was the case is what that's where we wanted to make this game um and definitely like trying to pitch the amount of like horror and the amount of fear in there is is different to a to a a vr game compared to a flat screen game Mm -hmm. um just because vr it's a really interesting thing right it's like as game makers we always like we always talk about trying to immerse the player and we go to great lengths to immerse the player um and with VR, was you know, it's pretty clear as soon as you pop your headset on, it's like the ping, you get transported into right. into, into that world. And whether it's a <laughs> magical, happy world of unicorns or a perhaps slightly darker, more foreboding world of mutants that kind of uh-huh. kill you to death, um, you're, you're just there straight away. So it's like, why wouldn't we do it? Why would this is like this is perfect for what we need to do? Um, yeah, so we just had some of the VR challenges. It was new. And one thing I was super keen on right from the start was like, this is a first-person game for people who enjoy first-person games. That's kind of like, again, it was something I've always wanted to, 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 to make um, and then to direct. So like we weren't, and I was really, really against like um, some of the other control schemes, like the teleport systems and stuff like that, that a lot of VR games have. Not that maybe better in some ways, but I was like, I was... I was desperate to to make a horror game to be played on on a on a pad and to be able to play it like like 
games that I suppose I was used to, but I thought people would love to play. Um, they're taking the classic, um, make a great horror game, make it play with controls that you're used to, but just in a different world with with, a, with, with VR. So like, um, and it was also, I think the move controllers were challenging for, for that, for first person games as well. You know, more, more modern controllers like the Oculus, for example, obviously then you, you've, got, you've got the sticks on there and definitely loads of problems with motion sickness that, that come about with, right. yeah, you know, yeah, proper first person controls. But we spent a ton of time and effort to try and overcome that for, for most people. And I think it was pretty low. We did quite a bit of research getting people through with the different control schemes that we had. And we got up to, yeah, just a few percent of people feeling ill on our, on our comfort settings. So, um yeah, but but yeah, I'd say you were you're right. Like in VR was 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 definitely the case. You know, even I remember like because I'm, I'm a bit old, but like um, years ago in the arcades where I used to live, um, I used to have amusement arcades near where I used to live, and um, they mm -hmm. had the old virtuality VR um, arcade machines back in the day. And there was a game where you had to land a, a Harrier airplane on a on a like an aircraft carrier that was the game it must have cost about four pounds for a game ridiculous wow. but um, <laughs> um that's it was, a little insane oh, yeah i'm doing the math in my head yeah it's a little it uh, was a lot yeah it was a lot i remember it being as much as the um the uh what was it it was a ridge racer with a master mx5 with a wraparound screen so one of them as well which was five pounds um, you're just paying for the hardware at that point <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you gotta make back our investment cool. <laughs> yeah um but but even so you know like um even that was the first my first experience of VR, and it, even with a terrible frame rate and rubbish graphics at the time, it was um, you could see it offered something special. You know, even if you play Microsoft Flight Simulator in VR now, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, so um, yeah, so I think it was always the right right platform for it. You know, um, yes, and it get, like I say, it gives unique challenges and stuff we we we, we tried to fix. Um, I'd say with some success. You know, in, 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 in a lot of that stuff with the control, it's not perfect for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think as VR evolved, people were kind of more keen on the point in space hand controllers than perhaps I'd initially considered they might be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was uh, that was the kind of the decisions we took early on, which, you know, took us, took us down that path. Um, right, because, you know, VR in itself, it can add just by virtue of being virtue hot, of being in virtual reality, you're getting that extra level of immersion that you cannot get in a flat screen game. Yeah, for sure. You know. how, how do you work backwards from that and take something that you built in a VR space and that's for a horror experience, it's hinging on that level of immersion and now you're taking it out of there for other consoles and Steam and now it's a flat screen game. What were those challenges like for the team? Yeah, they were not insignificant. I think mm -hmm. it would be easy just to go you know, shovel wear it, if for want of a better term, and, right. and like, <laughs> be done with it. <laughs> yeah, and like each of, each of the platforms had their own unique challenges as well. Like mostly, were like one of the things I was really keen on is is to make sure that the um, is the controls came across well. We we made a lots of um, concessions for the game being in VR, so you know head bomb on the camera, the simple case like. Um, no acceleration when you move forward and backwards on the stick mm -hmm. that effective inertia and human weight that you try to put in normally in, into a first person game was wasn't there because that would make people feel sick so like we um we spent a lot of time trying, trying to figure that out for each each 
platform, even to the degree of each um, joystick has a slightly different dead spot and sensitivity. So like we had different setups for each platform that, that, we, that we have so that we, we can maximize the case, you know, like looking at, you know, even in VR, like uh, aiming by using your head to look at targets was um, really very quick and accurate. So we had to, you know, rework the, the targeting systems um, for the game. Um, so it was, it was, it was a kind of re really challenging and quite deep rooted thing to do. The mainstay of the game, obviously is still the same, the enemies and, 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 and uh, what have you all stay the same and the story and the, the structure there, but even some of the core gameplay stuff, one of the things we had, like, um, um, one of the tricks you could pull was you could teleport behind a, a character and rotate quickly, um, and get them with a stem cell harvester and then like. That was really uncomfortable. That is so cool, by the way. That, that that weapon, I love it so much. Yeah, it was good. It came, it came through lots of iterations. You see some of the concept art as well. We have one that was like where it was covered in like spikes, and it was kind of funny because it mm -hmm. ended up with covered in blood and hair and stuff. Um, yeah, that's what sold me. I was like, oh, this thing is just so fun to use. Like, I'm gonna sneak up and just boop. There you go. Yeah, it was interesting. It was only part way through development as well that we that felt the need to um to make it as a melee weapon as well mm -hmm. um initially it was just stealth killing device um but then the gameplay got a bit clunky where like you, you, you if you fluff it then um then then the bad guy's onto you and then you fumble into change and stuff so like um um that was that was a core loop for like over a year and it, it was really interesting because you could feel like it wasn't didn't flow right it wasn't quite tight enough you know it wasn't the, just the, the, the being on the sticks wasn't as fun as it should be so mm -hmm. that's when we put in a full that's when we went and designed like a first person melee system um, right right and i think the game really found its feet at that time in mm -hmm. in, in the, the core gameplay because we went and we did a lot of time i remember working with sound design guys saying right it needs to sound like an iron bar hitting a human skull and it's got that thunk kind of sound to it as well as the fleshy stuff so how do you go about researching those kind of those kind of sound well effects? it's funny you know right i know like the, the, the uh, some some concept artists in game dev particularly i mentioned it in movies as well like their search history must be you know like um calls for concern yeah i'm sure you're like, all on some sort of list somewhere as, as are as am i you know it's just yeah just we had like is. even like one of this really cool like um like oils on some of the characters that the glowed and stuff so it's a lot of research into like photo research so that you like you know to horrible diseases that have affected humans and animals through the decades so like um yeah and then making like mood boards of all this stuff and it's just awful um yeah unbelievable things you see you know even just like you know yeah how people fall over or what happens you know when people break their bones whilst running and yeah it's also sort of, all sorts of really disgusting things you get to research it's, it's dead funny we're always like laughing about i can't believe i do this shit for a living it's just ridiculous um but you got a bunch of crime scene photos on a wall it's like yeah it's just yeah. homework it's just you know this is my job yeah, yeah different different way blood flows depending on where a hole is made in a human being mm -hmm. um all that sort of stuff um so but it it was fun i kind of like the, the create kind of crazy sick fun times of making a horror game as well you know um yeah i mean i've, I've always been a big fan of the the enemy design part of that process and um um getting getting them done like even a guy that you know who's only got half a head you know that's mm -hmm. what we need a character who couldn't see and it was like what could we use he wearing a blindfold or has something slipped down it's like i know just his, his head's not formed properly so 
Yeah. Did you find yourself watching a lot of like horror movies or like just, I'm sure you've seen a bunch like The Thing, yeah. for example, or just calling back to your favorites. What were some of the movies that really you use as, as influence points when designing yeah, these games, creatures and, and those yeah, elements? I so we did. That was definitely the case. So like um, there's one of the characters, the Bloodhound, who slowly follows you around. It's not quite like a Mr. X or whatever in the same. It's not as dramatic as some of the other characters in, in other games. But he was inspired by the movie It Follows. Oh, yeah. Great, um, great movie, great movie. <laughs> yeah, just that, was that scene where like, was it at the college where like this look across the campus grass and that's just mm. the, the, that woman's just walking slowly towards them. And it was just the thought of it doesn't matter where I go, you know. Mm. I don't, this this thing it will just keep following. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that was a that was a really good one because I hadn't seen the movie and, and until until we're into development, I, I didn't know about it. And um, as our character artist Steve, he said like, you should check out this movie. It's really it's, it's fucking cool. So like, yeah. um, I was like, the pool scene at the end is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that Germanic fight scene. It's like just. There's like yeah. a Scooby-Doo element to it, but it's more grounded. It's like the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. core group of friends fighting a monster. It yeah. just, it's so well done and shot. It's it's beautiful, but, but yeah, continue. Really <laughs> no, that's cool. No, it is. It, I mean, it's it's such, such, such a cool movie. And like, no, I guess there's the obvious ones, you know, like Aliens, Alien, mm. Event Horizon, you know, a lot mm. of the, 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 the sci-fi movies that we kind of grew up watching. I think, I think that's fair to say as well. Mm -hmm. um books as well like i've just i've read the first expanse novel mm. um or two early in development i know i remember there was that first scene in the first book where um where they board the ship and um all the crew have been munged together in one big kind of meat blob of person uh, and then so we use that as kind of like some of the inspiration for like just some of the material detail you've got like bits of body that shouldn't quite be there and stuff and um so so it comes from all sorts you know you have to just immerse yourself and throw yourself into it you know like um game of event horizon i suppose is, is up there as well some of them sort of hellish scenes in there um yeah doesn't get enough love i feel event horizon i feel like i've i watched it when i was a kid and it, it scared the shit out of me and then i was like does this movie still hold up years later and it, it still does miraculously yeah. It's yeah. it, it has its moments. It has a little bit of cheese factor use in there. On the guns yes, for yes. That reason. It has some disorienting shots, and you know it's not the full. You're not seeing the full vision. Yeah, because it, it was cut to shit when that movie. It was just it was too gory. I, I think the initial cut. Yeah, and, yeah, and cinema. You know, we the lost so well, much yeah. of that yeah. to set to centers back in the day. But yeah. so I want to jump to why we're really here today is it seems like persistence is sort of the game is fulfilling its own prophecy it is now respawning in a sense it's fresh clone coming out today <laughs> yeah. as of this Johnny recording Clark. uh in the enhanced edition so yeah what is this what what made you guys think we need a, a next gen update for this game and what does it bring to the table Sure. So, like, I mean, what is it? The, the reason we did it really is um, because it felt like there was some cool technology on on the next gen platforms that we could leverage to make the game a bit better. Um, without being too try, I thought it'd be nice to give a free update to to the people who bought the game and love it and have, have upgraded as well. Um, um, so, 
yeah, that's kind of kind of why we did it. I think part of it was like part of our side as well as our studio was like we wanted to like release something with all the next tech, next gen technology in it. So a lot of it was like we did our studio based research and development on it. It's like how what cool ways can we get to RTX, which is expensive, which gets bang for buck, um, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a bit of like game dev stuff in there for, for, for us to, to you know to, to benefit from that. But really, yeah, it was it was a case of like we think we could make the game better and I think that some of that new tech does uh, you'll see some of like particularly the um, ray trace reflections are really cool on some stuff because one of part of the art style that Leah our, our art director set up was like big highly reflective surfaces um, and a lot of it but we use what's called a screen space reflection so you only see the reflection of what's already on the screen um, but sometimes that would mean like if there was an enemy off screen but you see the thing he should reflect in you wouldn't see it because he's not on, on the screen so but with the ray tracing that allows that to happen so sometimes like when you sneak in you'll see an enemy's reflection on a surface you wouldn't have seen in the regular game mm -hmm. um, so there are genuine like gameplay benefits to, to add in this this cool tech um, to, to, to the existing game it allowed us to like do a few things make sure some of the assets were nicer and improve the materials and get some really even more sexy lighting in there um for, for for them platforms so like it felt like a really good opportunity for us to you know to, to keep the game you know uh, to make it available for next gen as well but also then for those people who've already you know ponied up the cash to buy the game it's like you know if you're next gen then you're gonna you can you know or you've got a system that takes rtx then you're gonna get this one for free and it'll update itself and and you you'll, you'll be good to go it's amazing um, what lighting can do to a game like this. It's the game yeah. already looked beautiful as it was in its original state. But then when you watch comparison videos, I think you guys released a few on Twitter and YouTube, it almost looks like it was a beta, the release game. Yeah. And now it's like this fully realized, beautifully well-lit horror game. It's like, this is what yeah. a next-gen machine can do. Yeah, and I think we're lucky in the sense of like, I mean, obviously we didn't design this like five years ago when we started thinking about it, but like the, the the location and the style of the visuals in the persistence, you know, with its like angular geometry, the moody lighting, the reliance on reflections and, and mm. bloom is 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 the sort of thing that the next gen graphics hardware are really good at. Um, so I think some of our before and afters are like really quite spectacular. Um, so I think it, yeah, I think we're, we're fortunate in that sense. So I think it's a good showcase for what what the, what that tech can do, you know. And like, um, yeah, if you've got a next gen console or PC, if you've, you've stumped up for the big graphics card, then it's worth checking out and getting the update because um, it really does make a difference. Um, and even just it's not just the gameplay; it's the mood as well. Some of some of the the way we've kind of softened some of the edges, and so the way the darkness creeps into into the deep corners. Some, you know, sometimes it's not. You could you could just you could just detect that that where the lighting wasn't quite perfect, and sometimes you could just separate you a tiny bit. Whereas now it just goes into that dark recess, and God knows what's in there. Um, so yeah, but you you're going to be in there soon, so you're going to find out. Um, so yeah, it really does you know enhance the experience um, as as well as looking amazing. So like um, it's it's a hundred percent worth worth checking out if you if if that if, it, if it's available to you. And have you guys uh, toyed with the uh, with the uh, DualSense haptics controller and the or 3D audio for a game like this? Was it a perfect fit? Yeah, particularly the, the controller. We already had the we had positional audio from from, from a system we wrote for for VR, but the um, the DualSense um, 
I think it's a wondrous bit of kit. Generally, it's it's definitely the best control I've ever used, and it's so good for guns. <laughs> it's like, um, or even just like the feeling of hitting hitting something is you know, getting that feedback through the triggers. It's not just the adaptive resistance that you pull through, which I think is amazing, and the way machine guns it just fires back on on your finger. It really connects you to it. But then, like the higher quality um, haptic based rumble that's in there, mm. um, you can really get some lovely high pitch feel through it depending on on the scenario and game so we've we spent a lot of time we've gone through each individual weapon in the game um and redone completely all the all the adaptive and haptic uh feedback from 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 dualshock 4 is it mm. dualshock 4 yeah yeah um <laughs> i'm going to call dual sense 4 there for a minute um for, for, for the um for yeah for the controller so like yeah it's it's it's, it's good actually i must say it it definitely enhances your connection with the world around you. And you see that from, from the other games. I mean, Astro, again, is another good standout, you know, case in point, Returnal, mm. amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, and the persistence of any luck people will, 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 will enjoy it. Yeah, I really can't wait because I feel like that controller is born and bred for an experience like this because it, it just adds that, that immersion factor. And in a horror game, it's all about the immersion. And if you're getting yourself more involved in the game, if the controller can connect you more with the experience, yeah. it's going to be highly, highly effective. Uh, yeah. What's something about the persistence? Give us a fun development detail that no one really knows about or is a little oh. unspoken. Um, let me think. So a fun development detail no one spoke of. Let me see. Um, I still have the... Um, that's not really true. I still... I still have the very first version of the disc that we that we printed, which is oh, still wow. on my desk, which I haven't seen in <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't been in the studio because of COVID in, in over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do know though is like uh, I did notice someone had used it as a coffee coaster. Um, so I've got <laughs> I've got this incredibly like personally be valuable thing sat on my desk that someone thought, ah, I'll just pop my cup of coffee on there. So that's um that's that's one to be resolved. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's that, that's definitely one thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Before we jump off into uh, rapid fire questions, I do have one thing I want. Like, I feel like I have to ask you, and I mean, I get an answer. Maybe some NDAs involved at some point, but I just gotta see. Take a chance if you, here. If you want to, want to, you want to say what? Sorry, you want to be an actor? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to be an actor. God no. <laughs> um, PSVR two. Have you seen it, felt it, looked at it, dealt really with it? And I'm and I'm not lying. Sadly, <laughs> I've got I, I, yeah. It's um, I'm a, I'm a VR nut, you know. Mm. So I've got an Oculus, uh, I've got an Oculus Quest literally on charge there from from earlier. Mm. And my PSVR stays permanently plugged in, so I I'm fully on board and can't wait. Mm. But um, that's that's literally not something I've seen or touched. Sadly, I think you should uh, leverage your through a Liverpool, you know, part of your My, uh, resume and uh, be like, hey, we used to be there. you guys and we get first crack no, at this. That's a fair point, you know, I reckon in non-COVID times, perhaps I could uh, go and bounce on the buildings or something and see if I can get a, get a few sneaky shots for Twitter. But um, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'd be a, a killer bit of kit when it comes along. Mm-hmm. Are you guys looking to expand more in this world, like in a sequel or is it just... You're gonna move on from this universe and 
what's what's next like, for you guys really yeah i think well obviously from um we're big fans of persistence so like i think it's fair to say that like you know for the reason we've kept it going you know we've we've enhanced and you know keep servicing it and put loads of free content in it um as we were going you know we still patch it if any we, we get up you know we get updated with all the bugs that happen out in the real world and we keep patching it to make sure it's as good as it can be so i think it's fair to say that like we really love it you know it's like our baby and mm. I, I think it's fair to say that we're not quite ready to abandon it just yet with the, this mm. particular release okay. so it's, it's definitely a watch this space but okay. um, the space right. should hopefully be fucking cool before yeah. too long. That's oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> PSVR. I too. hope so. It's going to happen. So I'm telling you right now. <laughs> All right, Stu, it's time for rapid fire. Dun, dun, dun. You ready for this? It's going to be I'm a ready. lot of fun. All right. If you had a clone of yourself, yeah. what, what would you do all day long? Oh, you know, uh, rapid fire, what would I, what would I do? I'd find out whether I'm good company. I guess that would be the case. And then I might get I might get evil robot Stewie to, to go mm-hmm. to work um, mm-hmm. uh, every day and then just um, yeah, maybe just play video games and drink beer and watch Marvel movies um, mm-hmm. in the other room, knowing that my evil clone was um, covering <laughs> and earning the bread for me. I think this is what I'll end up doing. You gotta have a good balance, though. I feel like you can't have your clone do all of the work, otherwise they may it's an uprising and or and turn on you, and then they'll replace you in real life. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll have to get like a neck collar fitted, or that I look bad on Zoom calls if they know which one it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just I'll get I'll 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 take over like the work duties on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll do do some big exec updates to people, you know, let everyone know everything's cool, mm-hmm. and then get the clone back working. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's my promise. I'll I'll work Wednesdays and my phone can carry the carry, cover the other days. There yeah, you go. that's a good that's a um, good that's a good balance. Yeah, good and if he's exactly the same as me, maybe like um, we might end up in like the world's longest game of tennis. Sure. Where like, but you know, like we're never gonna even. It could well be this like for a Street Fighter. We could just be. So no one's working. Is what's happening. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, what's gonna happen is me and my clone are gonna play Street Fighter, and we're gonna forget to put a time run, and that's it. And that uh, we'll, we'll we'll both die of starvation in the first round. So it sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Speaking of terrible things, what is something that you're terrible at but you wish you could do better? I'd say it's drawing. It's always been drawing. Like one of the things drawing, okay. Um, like in, in game design and like character design and, and story design they do is like um you know, picture paints a thousand words. Sometimes my pictures paint a, a thousand words of like this guy can't fucking draw and it it's it's it would be it would not only is it entirely frustrating to, to, to not be able to do it effectively, even though like do a bit of research and a bit of an understanding of anatomy and, and stuff, and they never quite look right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that's professionally, that's what I'd like to, to be able to do. Um, yeah. And the other, the other thing is just totally, this is totally weird and sidetrack is like- No, do it, do it. to involve accurate throwing of things, like like darts in the UK is a good one. And aim? like- You're saying aim? Aiming. The aiming things so like it's so easy to see it I, you can visualize right. it and then you right. do it and you and it doesn't quite go where you needed to and god damn it it pisses me off i feel like it's a lot like drawing you know it's in here you can visualize yeah. what exactly it is you want to do and then yeah the... maybe if i modify my clone with a few right. improvements in key areas <laughs> then uh well, it might be fully replaced that might be me wearing the shot color before you know it but um yeah so Persistence Enhanced comes out. It sells a bajillion copies. 
you're out celebrating picking out yachts with your team and you've had yeah. too much and you've had way too much to drink what word best describes you when you're drunk oh i would i would say happy i've, I've been told quite mm. a few times that i'm a happy drunk you mm. know like a, a cheery guy uh, i'm also been told like um my eyes go like chameleon's eyes in the sense that they can point in different directions and they that's usually know that's the time they need to put me in a taxi oh boy i kind of want to see that at some point in my life <laughs> yeah but um generally yeah happy drunk party happy drunk. dance on tables have a great time you know all that yeah i love it yeah. what is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself oh, there's a few i know when i was a kid i like I don't know if you have like uh, in the playgrounds in the US, so in the UK, we have like these things called roundabouts. You get on and they spin around. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was a kid, I crawled under there and hid and um, a load of other kids played on it and uh, I broke my leg. So mm -hmm. that was that was pretty bad. I oh, know I tell you, no, the best one. This is the best one. When I was a kid, I'd, I'd broken second time. I broke my leg in a, in a bike accident. And uh, the same the same leg. Yeah, same leg. <laughs> and um, and I had these one of these big plasters from your ankle all the way up to your hip. You know, back in the day, they put the plaster of Paris on. It was really hard. Right, yeah. And it's, a kind of, it's, a kind of, it's a kind of embarrassing story because I ended up injuring myself. But like, um, um, I was off school. And I was kind of bored and, and like, I like food. And um, I mean, mum had come home. I was, I would have been about eight or something like that with um, this big shoe bun thing, a big shoe pastry full of cream and like, like chocolate and toffee sauce on the top. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing ever. And she said, you can't eat this until you wash your hands you know what parents are like you gotta, you gotta do that so like on my crutches i went into the bathroom so quick and I, I i misjudged it and i hit my plaster on the on the side of the wall which split the plaster <laughs> oh my god really up my leg and basically she had to take me to hospital <laughs> to get it fixed up again and i and i didn't get my shoe bun for like about six hours so basically i ended up hospitalized by running for food so that's um yeah that's about that's about yeah i feel yeah. like that would be me at some point, you know. I don't come between me and food. I feel like I yeah. will I will gladly lose any number of limbs to get to like a decent like sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. So yeah, I, I, that's right up there with yeah, dumb ways to enjoy. All right. Badge of honor as well. Yes. <laughs> Your spouse gets a phone call in the middle of the night saying you've just been arrested. Mm -hmm. What have you been arrested for? Uh, middle of the night, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. It, it would definitely be something to do with doing something stupid after drinking too much. Mm -hmm. I would say if it's the middle of the night, that would be it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I've rested. Um, no, I don't know. If it was maybe during the day, it could be like... Oh, we'll say during the day or any time of the day. If there's a phone call, she's home, phone rings. Stu's been arrested. What are the reasons why? What have you done, Stu? Yeah, I reckon I, honestly that most likely is it might be like driving. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like, I kind of like cars, mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm older actually. When I was a kid, one of my dream job before getting to video games, I wanted to be a motorcycle racer. So I've always like um, I've always had this thing for like, yeah, for like um, for, 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 for driving a bit too fast but yeah all right so you've stolen a days motorcycle days. and gone for a joyride that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what right. that, that's what that's has happened right. <laughs> yeah the keys were uh, just sitting there you're like you know what fuck it they didn't need it <laughs> well why would they leave them there 
They don't need that bike. Look at it. The sun's it shining. Left, it was Go. left for it was left for you. Yeah. Obviously. I can use it to race to a bakery, right? As fast as possible to get get more pastry. <laughs> if you had a magical van that could teleport you to anywhere in time, would you rather go to the past or to the future? A, a magical van, I like that. That's mm -hmm. like really specific. It's not it, like a just a time it, machine. It plays it's on the driving van. element that you like so much, so you get yeah. more you get more enjoyment out of that. <laughs> I would um I would it would definitely be the future, mm. but like it would be like really far future. It was a bit in um, is it a time machine where he fast forwarded to like the very end of the planet mm -hmm. and he sat on the beach and watched the final sunset or whatever it was with the little creatures on the beach. Yeah. So like um, it'd be really fascinating to fast forward to see how it all comes about or how, how humanity ends. That would uh, it maybe it's a bit dark that for someone who says he's like a happy drunk. I want to see how all like all humanity ends. So, um, but I think I would. I think I'm more of like a, the past is interesting and stuff, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm a, yes, yeah, it's, it's, the future wins, the future. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that unknown aspect. I might just go fast forward in the future and just see how good the, the phone, phone signals are and how much data you can get in your phone. Right, there you yeah. go. <laughs> go. Go back and uh, bring it all back, right? Um, so, Would you rather invent something new or discover something new? That's a good one, you know. I reckon discovering something new, mm. um, because it's just been there the whole time, right? right? And you found it. Yeah, as long as yeah, maybe something that allows you to be a bit smart about it, like you figured something out that allows you to discover it, rather than you just tripped over. You know, it's just in your garden the whole time or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, discovering something would be cool. Mm -hmm. I reckon. Yeah. What was the last horror game that really scared you? Resi Seven in VR. Yeah, that's a good one. I shit so bad. Oh boy. Um, you would think after six had lost any measure of scare factor whatsoever. Yeah. yeah it was... just came right back into it. Yeah, and they had the cool controls that I like as well with it. And uh, honestly, like, um, uh, yeah, that, 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 that'd be right. That was the last one that scared me. It was one that was an early PSVR game. I remember shouting at my cat because it, it made a noise in the room and I, I jumped out my skin. <laughs> um so yeah i think uh yeah but i was resi 7 definitely resi 7 is the one mm -hmm. you know i think pt was there was not mm -hmm. vr P, i think the pt came out pt was I, good yeah yeah again i went back and it's ran funny. through it again recently actually and it's, it's, it's super, funny super good. pt has spawned a whole subgenre of horror games based on what was just a teaser Amazing. of a nothing Amazing. it wasn't even a full game it was just a concept yeah and that was just mood. so much of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you it's tried? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Have you tried Resident Evil Eight yet? The Village. No, not yet. I've got it. I've got it downloaded. Just, mm -hmm. just one of them. So it's out there. I played the, the demos, obviously, when they came down. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah, it's just I want to clear run at it. Um, so yeah, I want to do it in a few, yeah, in a few sittings as possible to 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 really love it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. All right. All right. One final question here. Come on, in. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we'll get going. If you could have one superpower, uh -huh. what would that power be? Well, I'm not sure about this. I think 
my, my, my daughter, she loves Marvel movies, so she's 12 mm-hmm. and, and she's always wanted superpowers. She's been on a Christmas list every year, superpowers. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> to be honest, I would have Elsa style ice powers because A, it's kind of cool, and yeah. B, she would be gutted that I get to have the ice powers and she doesn't. So you're doing it just to spite your daughter, is what I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm giving up flight for that oh, as well. I'm we getting, just, like, super, super villain tested. vibes from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I should be sat here stroking a cat like Blofeld. Um, you know, you could be boring answers like Invisible or Flying, right? But why mm. not? Yeah, Elsa Starlight's <laughs> powers to upset my daughter is uh, the ultimate um, superpower. You know, I, I just thought of one last thing I didn't want to ask you, being that you're in the Perfect. industry and you know games. It's it's like E3 is upon us. What, what mm-hmm. What's exciting you the most? What do you want to see from anyone? Like Microsoft or PlayStation or Square or Sega? What do you What are your eyes on the most right now? I think for me, yes, it's plenty. I mean, I'm jealous that they're not big shows you can go to at the minute because mm-hmm. obviously that's one of the big perks of being in game dev mm-hmm. um really what i'm looking i'm looking i'm really interested about the exclusives on, mm-hmm. on, on different platforms um i love the um horizon uh forbidden west mm-hmm. gameplay the other night on state of play was was brilliant i'm fascinated mm-hmm. to see yeah honestly ridiculous looking game incredible but i'm really interested to see what microsoft maybe come up with as well you know like obviously they've you know done a lot of quite a lot of studios so you know they'll be beavering away on some some big stuff so like mm-hmm. um um yeah it's like a console guy more than a pc guy i think it's fair Same to say here. so like mm-hmm. um yeah just to see what what the what the big guns are that mm-hmm. get wheeled out i would say that's mm-hmm. that's what i'll be uh, so the nintendo's the big three microsoft so yeah what are they gonna roll yeah. out this year yeah yeah, and you know, like I've already got my uh, Skyward Sword pre-ordered for Switch. So, like, oh my uh, god, you're part of the problem, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I didn't play it on Wii, so like, so, like sixty dollars like, for a port. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, that's true. But, oh, I yeah. still love you though. All right, it's all forgive. I can't. You made a great game, so I'll forgive you. Thank you, mate. It's like well, part of it. So I could also argue that like because my kids part of their gaming education in this is, mm-hmm. is they, they love all that stuff they're literally right. playing at the minute so like i can i could a technical way out right maybe did you maybe did you also buy that mario 3d collection that was half-assed as well yeah i did yeah yeah of course did <laughs> and i bought wind waker hd as well that's, that's uh yeah you see so. that that i'm more forgiving a little bit more forgiving for that because you know it's that is a great. I think that's a great Zelda game. Skyward sort of a little yeah, bit yeah. about. It's a little. I never played it, so like it's one of. All right, I see it. Okay, it's a little bit better for you then. Thank you. Yeah, better. I feel bad now. I've said it, you know. It's like no, no, no. It's it's, it's all good. <laughs> um, finally, this is your chance to plug plug the game. When's it coming out? Where's it going to be? All the social media, Twitter handles, Instagram. Give us all that yeah. stuff right now. Yeah, so like obviously the game's out today. Covid, so you know, fortunately coincided with it, this this party. I mean, you can get it on all, all you can get it on um, you know across the board on all platforms now, which is really great. And I think you know it's worth having a look at this game if like if you like sci-fi games, you like horror games, and you like games that work really hard on creating a really tight core combat loop with well thought out um, cool upgrades. Um, and lots of weapons to play with, you know, and, and terrifying enemies. I think it's fair to say the game's pretty scary, but not like completely scary that you'll know part of it. So it's definitely worth having a look at in, in that sense. Um, 
So it's something that I know, not just myself, but a lot of the boys and girls have made the game put a lot of themselves into. And and um, it's definitely a game that's been crafted with love, um, more so than any other game I've worked on, I think. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you're interested, check it out. Check out the Fire Sprite. You just Google us, um, look us up on Twitter. Our, our Fire Sprite account carries all, all the information you need there. Um, Facebook, Instagram as well. Um, yeah, and it'd be good if you have a look at it, you know, you know, grab a copy of the game, play it, give us some feedback, get the notes in because we read all the stuff that comes back to us. And like, like I say, we keep servicing the game. So like if there's stuff in there, if it's at all possible, we can take, we can improve the game based on you guys playing it and then, and then we absolutely will. Um, so yeah, and I would be eternally grateful. And you know, if you do buy the game, perhaps I won't take ice powers and, and make my daughter cry. How's that? <laughs> Oh, but wait, I kind of want to see her cry. I don't know. Yeah. About children crying makes me a little bit happy. Is that cruel? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think technically that's cruel. I don't know. It's like when you watch a TikTok of a child getting injured, you can't help but laugh. because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of them, right? Um. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week, listeners. Thank you, Stu. You were incredible. The game is amazing. It is out today. Persistence enhanced. Thanks. Get it? Or we'll come over and use our freezing powers to do horrible things to you. Thank you, listeners, for watching and listening. And as always, please be excellent to each other. <laughs>